Good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. And welcome to Jazzy Conversations. I'm Teef. And I'm Gigi. And we're excited to be here. Listen, thanks for checking in. Welcome to Jazzy Conversations. I'm Teef. And I'm Gigi. Yes, you are Gigi. And she is Gigi in 2024. 2024. So much more. <laughs> ah, yes. God, I like it. Ah, oh, she got bars. Go ahead, Nas. Go ahead, Nas. <laughs> <laughs> so you excited? Yeah, I am excited, man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Now, yes. I, I know you're starting the New Year off. Coming from church as usual. You know that. You so know. what's the plans for this year? Listen, I, you know what? I'm I'm let's see what 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 God has. I have Absolutely. so many things that I want, yes. so many things that I that I'm in need of. But really, I'm just saying, hey God, show me tomorrow. Show me today. What's for tomorrow? Absolutely. It's one step at a time. But Absolutely. listen, I feel really good though. Good, good. How good, about good. you? How about you? I, everything you just said. I'm yeah. excited about 2024. I really yeah. am. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of things. Uh, as you and I spoke about off camera, yeah, that I, yeah. I have uh, planning. Yeah, uh, big coming thing. up uh, to God, to God be the glory, and um, I'm just gonna. Uh, I'm one of those people. I'm gonna speak them into existence, but mm -hmm. I'm just gonna until that paper is signed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, hold it, thing, hold so. it tightly. So, yes. yes. So I'm excited. Again. I'm excited too. Listen, can I can I share something with the people? Please, please. Listen, what you all may not know is that over our little holiday hiatus, my good buddy. Had a birthday. Yeah. A big one. And so I have something for you. I got to do this. Hold on. Oh. Yeah, let's see. Oh, let's see. oh geez. Let's Coming see. up with something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you see this? Put it on. Put it on. Oh, I would keep this. You ain't getting this back. <laughs> I got Because uh, this it wasn't just It's a little a too Listen. small, but uh, I'm still the king. Listen, <laughs> the 50th birthday. Uh, That's a big old thing. I said I couldn't let this go. Oh, thanks. Y'all gonna say I'm happy man, for that. Oh man. That, you made my day. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, hey, 50's the new 40, so you know. <laughs> Hey, that's, that's what they you say, make, right? You're making it look good. Oh, gee, thank you, thank you. Oh, that was beautiful. Girl, you're about to make me cry up here. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Did you say 73? <laughs> 73 <laughs> was the year. <laughs> I appreciate oh, it, G. Man. Hey, listen, and guess what? It'll be coming right back to her in about six weeks yeah and so 50, you know 50, there you go the big five zero the... it looks great on you hey, okay yeah oh that was great that was that's how you surprise somebody <laughs> i appreciate it listen we got an amazing show for you guys all right yes. i hope you guys are ready you ready here we go Welcome to Jazzy Conversations. I'm Teef. And I'm Gigi. And Gigi, ladies and gentlemen, look on the screen. We have the beautiful, talented Ebony Mayo. Ebony, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, we are so excited to have you. First of all, we just want to say Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, you are our first Happy episode of the new year. Exciting. Oh, yes. my God. That's so awesome. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Is she low on your side? She's a little low to us. Okay. All right. Oh, uh, we're excited. So we're so excited to have you. You're our first guest for the new year, like we said. And um, I know you have a lot going on. So first of all, I want to say thank you for coming on. Thank you for making time. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> 
Of course, of course. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, and we've been trying this, uh, as you know, you and I have been trying this for a few months, and we want to give a big shout out to Pook Diesel because Pook Diesel was like, Teef, you got to bring on Ebony. Uh, she's very talented. And this is who you want oh. on the platform. So we said, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Pook's been hooking us up for a while. Oh, Pook's been hooking so, us up. All great guests. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, he was, yeah, he was really, really sweet. I'm so excited. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So what we do, Eb, is uh, we just go through the process. Uh, we have people that watch our show and they love our stories that people come on the platform and tell their life story to motivate them and say, how did how did this person, individual get to their platform? How did they get there? So we just start at the beginning and we go through the process uh, for whoever's watching around the world to yeah. say, oh, so because some people, your fans are going to be like, oh, that's my girl. She's starring on this show. But the people that don't know, they're going to be like, who is this? So we just want to go through the process. Is that OK with you? Yeah, all let's right. do it. All right, all right. Good. So we're going to start at the beginning. Uh, tell us where you're from. Tell us your background a little bit. Siblings? Yeah, so I'm from a really small town in Virginia called Danville. Mm -hmm. Danville okay. It's like right on the Carolina line. We're like four hours south of D.C. and 30 minutes from like North Carolina, A&T, and Greensboro. So a lot of people like know that. I have two brothers. I'm in the middle, the only girl. Oh, we're from yeah, we're all five years apart. My dad and my mom, they've been married for almost 40 years. They're best friends. They're my best friends. Congratulations uh, to them. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, you know, I grew up in, you know, a really small town, a Christian household. Both my parents are preachers and business owners. And no one where I come from does entertainment. Wow. Like, we don't even know. Like, we don't have any type of outlet or anything like that. And so what happened was, honestly, when I was born, my umbilical cord was wrapped around my throat. So it damaged my vocal cords. Mm. And I actually had a speech impediment where I couldn't really speak clear. Wow. Wow. So I couldn't do consonant blends. I couldn't do anything like that. And I would get bullied and all those kinds of things. But I was highly intelligent. It was just that my vocal cords were damaged. And I, my tongue couldn't move as mm -hmm. fast as my brain was moving to formulate the words. And so long story short, I accepted Christ into my life and literally a miracle happened, like smack dab on a Monday night in church on the altar. And that night I spoke English clear for the first time in my life. We're excuse not me, surprised. Excuse so me. Won't he do it? <laughs> I know he would. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I mean, like, it's literally a true miracle story. Like, we have yes. we have proof. Like, it's, it's a real thing. Yes. And so what's so beautiful about my story is that now I get paid for a living to speak. Look at that. Look that? at that. Look at the yeah. miracle. You just started, listen to me, you just started 2024 off with a testimony. That's it. We weren't I expecting it. that. It's a beautiful testimony. I, I mean, that will be on the internet forever. I That's love a beautiful it. testimony. I love it because God doesn't just do miracles for you. He did it so that you could witness that to other people wow. and for have this people. voice and this talent. Oh, I love it. I lo we're off to a great yeah. start. And <laughs> interestingly enough, at that time as a kid, I didn't know that I was depressed, you know, because I'm getting bullied. Like, I didn't know that. And before I became an actress, I actually did counseling. So, you know, not only was God, like, made the miracle for me, but it was yeah. for other people because I was able to help other people for years as a counselor that struggled with depression right. and all types of different yes. disorders. And then I transitioned over into entertainment 
and I get to use the same gift, the same speech, and still counseling in a way because art is therapeutic. Yeah, to be able to, to be able to minister to others. And then so many people, I wish I did not realize, were like, oh my God, like I actually stuttered when I was a kid and I've always been yeah. embarrassed to say it, to tell people. And now as an adult, like, no, I'm gonna share my story. I'm like, you totally have to share your story because you never know That's who is right. gonna like impact or help or even just brighten their day because you probably can't tell that I had a speech impediment, no, you know? Not no, in the least, no. not was, in the least. I was literally just watching the episode with Steve Harvey and he was talking about when he grew up, mm -hmm. he used to stutter. And now look where he's at now. Oh, so what a um, bright light you are! Oh yeah. my goodness! This so is okay, so so this is this is amazing. This I love the way to start it out, G. Yes. So I want to go back a little bit. So you, you you start out with the speech impediment in elementary school. Now, how does that look? What what type of student were you uh, growing up? Yeah, so I was super. I was super smart. I was in all academically gifted programs, like you know the advanced classes, the honors classes. And I was, I, I couldn't really do consonant blends. So for example, um, my grandfather, and this is a true story, he would hide my socks and shoes so that I would run around the house and I would go, where are my ox and ooze? <laughs> because... And smart. he just and, and and he just felt it was so funny to him. And and but I like I couldn't that's how I spoke. Or if I got really excited, I would stutter or everything would just run together and mm -hmm. it would just come out, you know, just a whole bunch of mumbo jumbo. And it would irritate me because I know I was smarter than the people that were picking on me. Right. <laughs> right. And you, you know, had the thought the thoughts really, were in your you know, head. They just weren't coming out. The, oh my god. Yeah, goodness. so then I would have to write it. And I was a, a phenomenal writer. I would have to write it and then, you know, to be able to communicate. And then my parents were really good because they could like make out what I was saying. They were very in tune with me. And so were like some of my friends or um, like cousins or even my speech therapist. And, and to this day, my speech therapist, if she ever sees me whenever I, I like run into her back home, she instantly starts crying. Because she's like, I remember yes, you yes. not being able to speak. And we were working so hard, so hard, so hard. And then all of a sudden, you just came back like nothing that ever happened. Wow. That's a motivation. It is amazing. That's, That's amazing. That's so amazing. So inspiring. So so in elementary and middle school, any uh, did you do any theater? Did you do any uh, sports? Anything like that? Singing? No. Well, not singing. Anything. Like I did sports. Okay. I did sports. So in elementary school, I did it because... Um, I was still like battling my speech impediment and I was super shy. So when I went into the sixth grade, that's when the miracle happened and I could speak clear. So we ended up starting a Christian Academy, my parents and my godparents. Okay. And so I played basketball there. Okay. I had an offer to play football for the city, but my dad wouldn't let me. <laughs> no, my, not my baby girl. <laughs> yeah, he was like, girl, I don't care how fast you are, how good you are. You're not getting out there with a whole bunch of boys trying to tackle you and put hands on you. No. So, so, so you, I did that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes. Sports, and then I was in a, a traveling choir. Um, I, yeah, but I, I don't sing like that. I can do backup. <laughs> so let me ask you, when you were in the sixth grade, did you know that a miracle had transpired in your life? Were you aware of this happening to you? Yeah, yeah, because the thing is, I, you know, I've, I've always been like highly spiritual. I grew up in church and I've always believed in God and I've always been like, I guess, kind of wise beyond my years. Mm -hmm. And I'm an intellectual. So to me, as a kid, I've always had like childlike faith, right? So mm -hmm. when I was praying, because, you know, if, if you tell me like, oh, all you got to do is just have faith and believe and it's going to happen. And then as a kid, I'm also seeing that in Disney movies, 
I thought, oh, you know what? Why can't that happen to me? And so I remember this particular night, I was praying on the altar and and I had this, I was always a dreamer. So in my head, it was like, okay, if I see Jesus, if I get to him and give him a hug, I'm going to be able to talk right. Like the hem of his garment. Oh my goodness. What'd you preach? (laughs) (laughs) That was literally my thought. Like this is a real thing as a kid, 11 years old. So in my head, I take off running towards Jesus and I'm on the altar and I'm, I'm praying, but in my head, I can see the vision is so clear. So I start running and I get tired. And I was like, I was like, okay, Ed, like, don't just like, don't stop. Just get to him. So then I start walking mm-hmm. and then I start getting more tired. And I was like, you can't quit. Like, cause I've never been a quitter. So then I start crawling in this vision mm-hmm. and I'm seeing it happen. I was like, I'm just so determined that I'm going to get to Jesus because if I do, a miracle will happen tonight. Like that's how big my faith is. And literally I start crawling. And when I get to him, I give him a big hug. And instantly I I grew up apostolic. So like I speak in tongues and then I speak English clear Mm -hmm. for the first time to the point they like, everybody starts like going crazy. They bring my parents over and I'm speaking English clear. So then they bring me in front of the church and they say, Ebony, like what happened to you? And I said, Oh, like, you know, I, I got baptized in the Holy spirit. And, and then they're looking at, they're like, what do you have on? Because I'm saying it clear. And I said, I have on a pink shirt and blue jeans. And I said it clear. And I've been speaking mm-hmm. clear ever since. And now I'm, I'm 33 years old now. But mm-hmm. so it's, I've always been like, you know, very full of faith and like, no matter what, just like stay determined. And if you put your mind to it, it can happen. Like it can literally happen for you. Oh my, I'll tell you this, we could end this episode right now. We really could. I mean, there's so much substance in everything you've just said, but I know we can't stop no, there. We can't we're going gonna to find out so much more about even how you Absolutely. how you came to be wearing this beautiful black sparkly shirt and interviewing with us on today. So what, yes, tell us, so how did you get then from this place of being in a small town where there's no arts, no theater, no no singing or dancing like on stage to to, to this place? And let me ask you before, before, right before. Yeah. So you said you're from a small town in Virginia, because my godparents are uh, from Virginia. It's a town called Dillwyn. You ever heard of Dillwyn, Virginia, or Buckingham, Buckingham or Dillwyn? Yes, okay. that's that's a little further up north from where I'm from. Like I'm, we're literally on the line of Carolina. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, because those are small towns as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, yes, okay, okay. So I'm sorry. Yes. So high school, we go to high school. What does that look yep. like? Wait, what does that look like for Ebony Mayo in high school? Yeah, so high school, you know, now I am, um, I did my first two years at the private school and then I transitioned to a magnet school because I wanted to graduate early with college credits. Mm -hmm. And so by this time, I'm not doing any sports or anything. I'm literally just like locked in on my academics Mm -hmm. because I wanted to to graduate early. And that's what I did, which then brought me to college. And I did my undergraduate at Liberty University, which in Lynchburg, Virginia. And that is, and at this time, I still have not done anything in the arts. Like, I'm not even thinking arts, right, you know, right. like where I come from. I'm like, I'm going to be Dr. Mayo by yeah. age 30. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you know, I that's, like, no that's right. In, yeah, plays and things like they looked at it as it's like a hobby. It wasn't like a career. Mm-hmm. And so my goddaughter's dad used to live in New York and he used to work with Diddy. And he had came down to Lynchburg married my um, one of my best friends and he started like doing different plays and things like that so i go to drop my goddaughter off at rehearsal 
and he had a little role that he had not casted yet. And he was trying to like, you know, direct the play and pay attention to the lines and, and read the line. So he was like, Ed, like you're just sitting here chilling in the stands with a gab. Do you mind reading these lines? And I was like, oh my God, no, I'm not no actor. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't do that. And at this time, I still like, I still kind of have a fear of speaking in front of people, even though it's been years, like mm -hmm. I still know that there's sometimes words I stumble upon. So I was like, no, I, I don't, I don't do that. And he was like, dude, please, like, mm -hmm. I need you. And I was like, fine. I did it, and they were like, she's great. Why don't we just give her the role? Wow. wow. <laughs> that is Now, amazing. how long ago was that, Eb? This is, um, I'm in Lynchburg, so this is, let's see, if I, if I left in 2016. This is around, like, 2014. Wow. 20, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2014, 2015. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I did it. We ended up doing the play, and I fell in love. People were like, oh, my gosh, she's so she stole the show. She's so natural. Oh she, my goodness. she has such a raw talent. Wow. And at that time, I was counseling. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, and the type of counseling I did, I did intensive in-home. It was very stressful, very dangerous, but very rewarding. And I really enjoyed it. So to be on stage, I felt so alive. Like, to the point that I had never felt like that before. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, like, there's maybe something to this. Maybe you should just like do another play as a way of detoxing from your career. Wow. Yeah. And then I just I kept doing it. I was like, hold on, wait. I like this. I like so this. I dropped out of grad school. So you what? I'm sorry, Sadie. I dropped out of grad school. I thought, ooh. <laughs> ooh. Par parents was not happy about that. <laughs> the parents was not happy. No, was not. no the pa the pastor was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> how did that look how did that look out. how did you tell your parents how did that look okay so i was like i so i don't do anything outside of prayer so i prayed about it and i was like i really feel like i should drop out transition all my clients pack up and move to atlanta and so i i told my parents i was like i really feel this in my heart and they were like that is not god this is not your heart <laughs> he did not tell so you that he didn't tell me that for <laughs> you listen <laughs> they did it and I said, and I, I knew I said, well, here's the thing. I'm gonna fast and and ask God for clarity. In less than 24 hours, this lady caught me from Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I had I, I knew of her, but she didn't know, you know what I'm saying? Because she, she was part of our ministry. So she didn't know like what I was thinking about doing or anything like that. And she just goes, Hey, like, I don't know why, but I was just sitting at my piano and your name came to me three times. I just kept hearing your name. And I was just like, mm. I just wanted to call you and let you know that, like, we had such a great time when you came here to visit. If you ever want to move to Atlanta, listen, listen, listen. Stay, come on, honey, <laughs> you can stay. Yeah, you can stay with us. We have this huge house. It's just us until you can get on your feet or figure it out. And I just said. Wow. Oh, my God. Listen. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I called my parents and that's how I got them. Cause I'm like, honey, you can argue with me, but you can't argue with God. You can't, can't argue with that. You can't argue with that. Oh my goodness. That was her token in her back pocket. Ebony, that's amazing. Wow. So let me ask you, because th uh, this thought occurred to me about your career in counseling and acting. Have you ever found parallels or ways that counseling has helped you. I just mean, you have to understand people and motivations. Like, has that ever tied in? For sure, for sure. The when I got to LA, actually, the the school that I trained at, 
is Ivana Chubbuck, which is really like the psychology of acting. Mm -hmm. And so it definitely parallels because acting is nothing but perceived reality. And so when you bring these characters to life, just like you and I, we have real motivations, mm -hmm. objectives, things that you want in life. And when you know why and the mind behind a person, it totally helps you to make the character and your performances mm -hmm. very realistic and grounded. And so it totally has helped as well as like you're working with all these different people and personalities and things like that. And so just the way I handle people or get to know people or, or navigate this world mm -hmm. that I didn't know and I'm still learning the world of Hollywood and entertainment, psychology has totally helped me a lot. Mm -hmm. And I've been able to, in, in a sense, help counsel some people, you know, whether they end up losing a loved one while we're filming or whatever, mm -hmm. and use different techniques that I've used with my clients to kind of help them to just, you know, help them on their way. Right, Absolutely. right. That's that beautiful. Great question. great question. That was a good question. Sometimes I have good questions. That, that was a great All question. the time you have good questions. <laughs> that was the right question. <laughs> so, so, Ev, so when you, okay, you transition, you tell dad and mom, and they agree, and mm -hmm. you head out to Atlanta. Let's pick up from there. How does that look? Like you're going out there, you have no agent, no manager. How does that look? Yeah, it, it looks like faith because mm -hmm. I don't know anybody in the business and I don't know people in Atlanta other than that lady. And she she's in ministry and she works for Delta. So um, I just started like going online and finding different groups that you could like be a part of. And I started off applying as an extra. Mm -hmm. So I started working as an extra and then I was on set and I'm just networking. Yeah. Then they made me a production assistant for a show, which, you know, you just are the helping hand. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then from there, I just kept networking, kept learning. And then I became an assistant director because you have to understand, I'm not getting any speaking roles because one, I've never booked a speaking role and I don't have an agent. So it's kind of, it's a catch 22 because they want to see your reel, which is your work in order to get work, but I don't have any work. Right, right. And so I was like, well, I can't, I have to be able to like make some money. So I started, I worked in production. Then I started, I matriculated into post-production for this company. And from there, I was like, you know what? I've worked like as a PA on production. I'm learning all these different things and I can't get a role. I'm going to make my own short film. You better, you better. And because I'm like, I've been on set. So I know like kind of like how, how it did goes. You I made some connections. Yeah, so I was like, I'm gonna make my own short film so that I can cut me a reel so that I can be able to get work. Right. And I did that. I connected with some friends and my parents helped me pay for it. And I shot it, I wrote it, I directed it, I produced it, I starred in it, I had got some friends I had networked with, put them all in it, and it was a beautiful piece of work. And I ended up then getting another role from there. Then getting the role on Star, which made me Union, and that brought me to Los Angeles. Oh, okay, I don't want to. I want to stay there because that was good. I don't want to jump it. over. I'm yeah, like, don't jump. Go back. Yeah, this. go back. <laughs> go back. So okay, so you put the short film together. You put the reel together, and then how does that that first manager or agent? How does that come about? Like how does so tell us the story? So um, let me. So I did. I did another project i'm working as um in production and there was a guy who's one of my best friends to this day jamal mcmillan he also was like making his own content and things like that so he was like yo like you want to be in my short film you know like i'm making this film i was like sure i do it and one of the producers was also an agent See. 
And she sees my work and she's like, oh my God, like she killed it. I know she's like signed. And he and he was like, actually, she's not signed. And she was like, mm, no, uh -huh. I, I want to sign you right now. <laughs> she's like, I want to sign you right now. Oh. And she did. She signed me right away and started submitting me. And, you know, I made my film and, I, and then I had content to be able to cut into a reel. And it, it, it literally, like, everything, honestly, like, this is no exaggeration. My entire life has been divine moments. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't take no credit. <laughs> I really cannot. Yeah, yeah. Because everything has been, like, you can just see God's hand because it's like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm just here. And then just being my bubbly country girl self. Uh -huh. <laughs> Walking by and then they start, They're like, it. oh, my God. Mm -hmm. yeah. That was so... That was such an important part before we move into L.A. because a lot of people are going to watch this and say, but wait, I want to know, how did you get on? How did you get a manager mm -hmm, or agent mm -hmm. in order to get booked? So that's why I wanted you to share with the world how it happened. Right. Um, and then what was yeah. your what was your first role through your manager, through your agent? What was your first role? My first role through my agent was on Star um, that was on Fox. Mm -hmm, okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's, it was with, like, Queen Latifah, Brandy. Like, it was a singing group show. I remember And that. so, yeah, that was my first, like, big role, like, on national TV. I had did something, like, kind of small, like, one of those reenactment things mm -hmm. that was on, like, TV, one like, the killer shows. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I got that my, by myself, you know, just, like, on these groups trying to, like, figure stuff out. Right. But my agent got me that role on Star that put me on like national primetime television. It was one episode. I had two scenes, but it was such a fun scene because I'm playing an extortionist to Luke James, who was like one of the main characters on the show. Mm -hmm. And I'm extorting him for money and saying that, you know, me and him dated and stuff. And we really didn't. Mm -hmm. But I've like photoshopped pictures of us. And I put it all over line. Like, she was crazy. Oh, she was my crazy. goodness. How did it feel walking on that set, like, your first big role with these big stars? How was that? It was amazing. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. I felt like, I felt, I was a little nervous. But at the same time, I felt like, I belong here. Like, That's this is right. what I prayed for. You know what I'm saying? It's like, just, woosah, deep breath. Yes, yes. Yes. Wow. Beautiful. I love I love this how you describe this as like a string of divine moments. Mm -hmm. And God is clearly given I mean, we're talking multi-talented. You I mean, we 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 heard the story, but we're talking about you creating content, learning all this mm -hmm. behind the scenes, technical aspects of the work and carrying that with you to be in front of the camera as well. I mean, you are clearly extremely multi-talented. So Absolutely. thankful to hear this story. Absolutely. Right? This, this is wonderful. Mm -hmm. And this now this all happened in Atlanta when you were still in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Yes. OK. OK. And, and, and you have to understand, I was only in Atlanta for two and a half years. OK. Okay, okay. So all this happens in a very compact time yeah. of knowing nothing about the industry. Nothing and no, and no one, right. Yeah. Nothing, nothing and no one. I knew I one person in Atlanta when mm -hmm. I moved there. Wow. Okay, now, so what made you transition to L.A.? Was it your agent or was it yourself? What did that look like? It was me. Okay. It was me. Mm -hmm. So I, I, again, I worked in production and I will always hear like, oh, they cast the big roles, but they don't pull them from Atlanta. They pull mm -hmm. them from Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And so I'm a forward thinker. So I was like, okay, if I've only been here two and a half years and that's 
I know that they're going to bring in like recurring series regulars, lead roles from Los Angeles. I've already in this short period of time gotten star on Fox. And then I had got a short film with T.I. So I was like, okay, I don't want to plateau. And I feel like if I stay here, I'm going to plateau. Mm -hmm. And I also didn't want to keep working with the company that I was doing post-production with. I felt like my time there was up. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I want to move, but I don't know where to go. Literally, deja vu. The, that I did the same thing I did when I left Virginia. I said, I'm going to pray and fast. Wow. And God's going to tell me where to go. I was like, I think I want to go to LA, but LA is so big. And it's like, the that is Hollywood. Like, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Less than 24 hours, a lady calls me from LA. Y'all, I'm not lying. Yo, I, I, I don't. I be. I listen. You, I'm. I'm a believer, and I'm. I am walking right alongside you in yes, the story. Yes, she is. She just came from church too, by the way. So. <laughs> oh, me too, honey. Yeah, LC. There so it now, is. Now, who was the lady? Like, what? What is that? Give us that story. So, so this lady, this lady, um, there was a girl that I did ministry with in Virginia. When she saw I was in Atlanta, saw me on TV, she said, "Hey." My cousin's wife lives and lives in Los Angeles and her daughter is on TV. And, you know, like, I think you should try to like connect with her and I'm going to send her your information, tell her that you are my youth leader. And, you know, I don't know, maybe like you guys could talk or whatever. And she's a believer. She's nice. And so I was like, okay. So me and the lady had been talking online while I was in Atlanta. I had never met her. Wow. She, so I would like tell her what I'm doing. Like, hey, I'm going to make my own film. And hey, I'm going to do this. And I've met this person, blah, blah, blah. And so she's keeping up. So she called me one day to check on me. Same thing. I was like, oh, I'm going to pray and fast. I think I want to go to LA. I don't know if I'm ready. And I told my my parents, hey, we praying and fasting. This is what. And now, now they, they done seen the proof. So they don't. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dad is like, oh, that's my baby girl. That's my baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so she, this lady calls me and literally days are days. She's like, hey, she was like, I just want to know, are you ready to move to L.A.? Because mm. if you want to come to L.A., you can stay at my place until you can get on your feet. I said, oh, oh my God. <laughs> I know we would. <laughs> love it. <laughs> I love wow. it. Wow. Oh my this goodness! Is, this, is, this is a great story. It really okay. is. So you get out. You, it you, was, and, and, and I didn't know Los Angeles. I okay. had only been to LA one time, and I was only here for a week. And I was only in Beverly Hills because it was for business. So I didn't know like Los Angeles. I didn't know anything, but I had such a piece about it. And again, it felt like deja vu. So I did the same thing. I was on a movie at that time, and I was like, I finished filming on November thirtieth. I'm going to move. I'm going to ship my car to Los Angeles and then I'm going to jump on a flight on December 1st. And that's literally what I did. I moved to LA December 1st, 2018. I just love it. I love it. This is powerful. So powerful. Wow. Okay. Okay. What's on the, I was going to say, what's on the horizon for you? We've done this incredible work, had these incredible leaps of faith. What do you, what do you see for yourself? What are the big plans? Yeah. So, the big plans as far as career wise, um, I see myself doing more, of course, like more roles that resonate with me that are very like meaningful. I love stories of redemption. Mm -hmm. I love stories. I love true stories, things like that. I love playing roles that are opposite of myself, 
that, you know, you don't necessarily, um, that aren't like cookie cutter. Mm -hmm. I also see me directing more, creating more content as well. And I also like do spoken word and things like that. So I'm going to navigate a little more into that space as well. So you'll be seeing more of my artistic self coming out Mm -hmm. and not just strictly just acting. Mm -hmm. But I'm really excited about that. Oh wow. my goodness. So, that was great, G. That was awesome. <laughs> so so I don't want to uh, leave anyone hanging. So you get out to LA because I want to get everyone up to uh, uh, Tyler Perry's bruh. Um, yes. So that's important. So I don't want to leave. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you get out, you, you, okay. You get, you get out to LA and okay, what happens? You, you keep the same agent, correct? No. Okay. So, so I get to LA because that agent is in Atlanta. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so she could have represented me in L.A., but she's not actually in L.A. So I wanted to have someone in L.A. Mm-hmm. So I ended my relationship with, well, my business relationship with that agent. Mm-hmm. And I get to L.A. and I'm just like, OK, like, I don't know people. So we just got to figure it out whether that lady goes, hey, send me like, you know, your resume, your headshots and things and your movie, because Megan Gibbs' mom is a friend of mine. And I want to show her your movie because your movie that you did was so good and it's a powerful story. I said, okay, great. So I send it to the lady. She sends it to Megan Gibbs' mom, Miss Tyra. Miss Tyra sees it and goes, oh my God, your movie was amazing. I have a friend who is like a manager and things like that. I want to send her your package because you need to be represented. You're going to, you're going to like, you're going to blow up. You're going to, you're going to be great. And, and I want to help you out. Oh, and I said, okay, thank you. She sends it, Miss Tyra sends my package to the manager lady. And the manager lady goes, oh, she's cute, she's good, but we're not looking for um, her type right now. We're looking for kids and we're looking for senior citizens. Okay. And so, <laughs> and they were like, you know, we have enough people like her on the roster. Like, you know, we're not interested right now, but she's great, you know, good luck to her. And so I was like, okay. So Miss Tyra goes, she goes, she calls me and tells me, and she says, no, hold on. She said, I'm going to call her. She said, just give me a second. She calls the lady and she goes, listen, if you don't sign her, you're going to regret it. (laughs) She said, she said, you're going to regret it. She's going to blow up and you're going to wish you signed her. So she said, okay, fine, fine. Let me just set up a meeting with her. So they set up a meeting with her and the other manager partner. They signed me on the spot. (laughs) They were like, Oh my God, we're so happy we didn't pass you up. It would have been a grave mistake. Like you're you're amazing. Your work is amazing. But even more importantly, you're a good person. Like mm. you just you're you, we can tell you're just a really good person. And we totally want to work with you. I I signed with them in January. Oh my God. What's today? Uh January 8th. Yes. Seventh, eighth, seventh. Yes, seventh. January 8th. Today! I signed with them today. You signed with them today? Oh, look at that. Anniversary, anniversary. You see that? Look at that. Wow. 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 I was like, what's today? So I signed with them today in 2019. I'm still with them. Wow. Beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I love it. And and so before we we bring this to an end, a close, excuse me, um, they send you out on your first... What was it? Your first audition? How did My that first look? role I got from them. I mean, clearly, you know, you get auditions and a lot, a lot. And you don't always book them. But my first um, role I got from them, my first big role, that was my first big TV role was a 
show on fam. It's called Family Time. The man who created the Martin Show, the Jamie okay. Foxx Show. Okay. Um, it was okay. his show. That was my first TV role. My first movie I got from them was with Denzel Washington, yes, Rami Malek, Jerry Leto. It's called The Little Thing. Yes. It won a Golden Globe. It won a SAG Award. Yeah. Wow. You look at right yes, out yes. of the gate. Out the gate. I love See, it. See, I know you loving this. You I know I am. I am. I love the testimony in it. This is beautiful. So take us to, to how does that look with bruh? Tell us uh, Tyler Perry's bruh. Tell us how did that look getting that role? That's a yeah, big role. So, yeah. So it was my birthday time, August 2nd, and I'm in Mexico and I get a call um, and I, I go to Atlanta and I get a call that I need to do an audition and I have like, like less than 24 hours to get it in. And I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, this is like, you know, really a lot of lines to try to remember. And so I was like, you know what? Okay, I'm gonna do it. Just tell me what the, who, who it is. And she goes, oh, it's with Tyler Perry. They remembered you and they want you to audition. So what happened was for the first season of Tyler of Bruh, I had been trying to like get on their radar. I could not get on their radar. Well, I end up having an in-person meeting with the casting director, Mr. Perry, the other producers in LA a year prior. Wow. Mm -hmm. I auditioned, I did not get it. Okay. I did not get it, but Mr. Perry comes up to me and he goes, listen, what's your name? And I, I go, Ebony N. Mayo. He was like, Ebony Mayo, okay, I can't forget that. He said, I'm not gonna book you. You're not gonna get this role. He said, however, you are amazing and I promise you, I'm going to remember your name and I'm going to work with you. He said, but you look, you look too young for this role. And, you know, and I'm thinking he's just being nice. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, thank you. God bless you. I really appreciate it. You know, and I go on about my day. Mm. A year later, yes. I get the call to audition for this character, Lydia, which is a different character that I auditioned for. Well, I'm also like about to catch a flight to come back to LA. So I have like a few hours and I'm like, okay, I call my best friend Jamal in Atlanta. And I was like, bro, can you please take this quick audition for me? Like, I gotta get it in before my flight. He goes, sure. We take the audition and I was like, I'm just gonna do my own thing, make it my own because I, ha I have to go. Like, so I just, I was, I was just like, you know, I'm just gonna do whatever I wanna do with it. You know, how I think the character is and I'm gonna leave it in God's hands. That's right. I get on the flight, three days later, I booked the role. They didn't call, they didn't do a call back. They didn't do a meeting. They straight up <laughs> sent me an offer. Oh my this goodness. Is, this and is now hilarious. I've had three years on it. Look at mm, that. Mm, I mean, working bruh. with Tyler Perry. <laughs> bruh. Oh my <laughs> bruh, right? I like that, but gee, I like that. I like Ebony, congratulations yes. on all of your success. Our producer just let us know we have about three minutes left. So we're gonna ask you, what are you doing now? Are you writing a book? What what do you what do you got going on? Yeah, so currently I have a I have two new shows. Um, we're doing uh, season two, Cold and Wendy. We're about to start filming. Mm -hmm. um, season one is already out. I just got a new show this week that I just shot and wrapped. It's called The Family Business Season 5. So I'm on a new episode of There. Oh, a new right. character being introduced on that. I am working on a book, and I'm also working on some spoken word goodies to right. release out into the world. And of course, like, you know, motivational speaking and all those different things. So I, it's a really, really exciting year. Oh this my goodness. Ebony, you are, you are a treasure. And, and we, I know I can speak for both of us. 
increased prosperity yes, yes, in your yes, life yes. and in your career. It just, you just deserve it. You just exude so much peace and grace. So happy that you came on with us absolutely, and that you're our first show for the year. Absolutely. <laughs> and being from Thank such you. a, being from such a small town, that just, for me, that's amazing. Cause yeah. you said you're from one of those small towns like Buckham and, and Dillwyn and, and there's nothing out there. So for you to make it, everyone from your town in high school is like, I went to school with her. Yeah. And I go back like six times a year. Wow. Oh my wow. God. I know they love yeah. to have you back. Yeah. Oh, just like, yeah, we love to have you here. Back. I love where I come from. Yeah. I'm so thank thank you so much for having me. This has been amazing. You guys are amazing. Oh, and all, all those blessings right back to you. Thank, thank you. you. Received. Ebony, on behalf of Jazzy Conversations, I'm Teeth. And I'm Gigi. Ebony, have a great night. Take yes. care. Yes. Thanks for coming on. Mwah. Teeth. That's how you start the year. That's off. how you start the that year. That is, off. I mean, oh my god. Who and who? The, the wonderful thing about doing this that that we get to do, you never know what the story is that's going to unfold on the other side of the camera. No clue, right? No clue. That was a great. She story. came in and literally like dropped the testimony. I love it. It's like you. I didn't feel like going to church today. I'm just saying that's how you feel. And you go there, you sit there, and someone just motivates you with yeah. their tell. You go, whoa, listen, this is deep. Listen, from a stutterer to a star. Yes, I, 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 mean, I just coined look that. How it, look how it happened. It just clicked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was an amazing. That was yeah. amazing. Fantastic. So, G. Yeah, here we are. We're back. We are back, baby. And we'll be back next week, uh, 2024. We're excited, guys. We just want to thank you guys for tuning in. On behalf of Jazzy Conversations, I'm Teeth. and I'm Gigi. Have a great night, guys. Take care.